Hi, and welcome to Cage Off, the podcast where we decide the cagiest of all Nick Cage movies. Today we are discussing The Rock. Will it knock off our current champion, Lord of War, to take the top stop, st- top spot, and become Cage of the Hill? Two cages enter, but only one cage can win. The Cage Off. Hi, I'm your KG host, Aaron, and I'm joined by Rakan. Hello. And Yuan. Yo. Uh, Rakan. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the film The Rock by Michael Bay. Right. Um, this film is well, one of Michael Bay's own favorite films that he has made. And it's a film about a terrorist group or um, really patriotic uh, soldiers who want to um, get a bunch of money for themselves and for their fallen comrades and family because they've been screwed over by the U.S. government one too many times. And um, they decide to take some siren gas and threaten the government that they're going to use it on the people of San Francisco. And in comes our um, amazing uh, protagonist, uh, Nicolas Cage, who is a uh, weapon, no, bomb specialist, where he has to go and defuse all the bombs on the island of Alcatraz, where our fun group of uh, military... The titular The Rock. Yes, exactly. Um, And that's where they uh, are hiding out with the siren gas attached to some rockets it's not siren gas what is it then it's, VX it's some gas. V- vx gas which is yeah some, x... some... Hmm? x4 gas or some shit no no vx oh it's vx gas yeah. vx gas yeah. you're right sorry i thought you said the x gas <laughs> you know like there's there's many x gases no, but so, this is so this it's, is it's, the shit. It's not Sarah no, gas, I... it's VX gas, which is something, as far as I know anyway, completely made up, but it's... Right. You know, because they okay. wanted to give it these very specific properties for, like, plotline purposes, right? Uh, I believe it's not made up, although I believe the actual thing is not a gas. Hmm. But okay. I'm completely going on vague memories hmm. of reading something along those lines, so I could be wrong. Well, they're little uh, balls on a string that apparently when they uh, fall down, they crack and release a gas. Yeah. And it will melt your skin. Yeah. And yeah, and do horrible things to you. So, and they attach those to rockets. But here comes in um, an issue where they can't uh, send a team to like, you know, uh, take out the, uh, the original team that has all the rockets and gas. So they need to find somebody who knows how to break into the rock. And I would actually say that's our real protagonist, you know, Sean Connery, who steals the movie, in my opinion, like completely steals the show. And he's playing uh, this agent who got locked away in uh, some prisons. And he, he was the only person to successfully break out of The Rock. So they reluctantly hire him to go and break in with uh, Nicolas Cage and a group of Marines. Yeah. Well, they release him from prison. Yes. Yeah, so um, so they, they enlist his help to like mm-hmm. look at plants and stuff and like tell us how you got out basically, right? And he right. help them at first because he 
well, he knows he's gonna be locked up again because he's not a stupid person. And then mm -hmm. uh, eventually he manages to uh, cajole the um, government people uh, so that they let him go to the rock as part of the team. Because, oh, I don't remember, but I'll know when I'm there. And yeah, they're like, I oh, we have no choice. We have to let him go. Mm -hmm. And then they make Nick Cage come along as well because of plot. Yeah, it's easier for him to go and defuse the web, the bombs if rather than him teaching somebody how to do it. For some reason. Although it seems really easy. Yeah. When yeah. you see him do it. I mean, yeah. it's it's difficult in that you can't make many mistakes, but what you're doing is just take these things out, pull this chip out, smash yeah. it, put the things <laughs> back in the tube. You're done. There's no no real smarts needed yeah there's no actual diffusal it, you just need does he even have a screwdriver like i, I feel like he just no he just screws the top off yeah he just pops yeah, it he, off. Just, he just like lefty loosies it <laughs> <laughs> and then it pulls it out straight up takes out a chip I, I don't think he needs to pull it all the way up does he because like isn't the chip at the top somewhere i feel like he's always pulling them all the way up yeah i don't quite get for like there's a lot of things i don't get drama. about how, how that works <laughs> like when he takes the other ones out and then he hides them under a grill and it's like why why not just put them? like he had enough time to just put them back but instead he like gently carries them and then puts them under a, a like a storm drain thing to hide them yeah and then we never hear about those ones again so they're just still there they're, they're still oh they probably like, went up I in the forgotten vx gas on the rock yeah <laughs> excellent like ten years later, a uh, class of school children is coming by. And, <laughs> oh, what's this? Like, oh, teacher, teacher, look! And it's like, oops, you know. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's face melts off. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Good job, Nick Cage. Anyway, I wanted to say about the VX gas that I looked it up, and um, you're right, it is a real thing. Um, it's extremely toxic uh, chemical compound that uh, can be used for chemical warfare, or at least it was developed for it. Um, it also says that it is very similar in how it works to sarin gas, so I guess it's kind of a good analogy. Yeah, right. I think it was just like inspired by or, you know, yeah. close to sarin gas, exactly. And that's why I think I was remembering sarin gas. Well, no, because they talk about how you have to shoot yourself in the heart with the adrenaline thing. Right. If you get infected with the sarin gas. Right. Okay. And then he does that mm. at the end when he gets gas. So I was like... But you, the film has never made it clear that this works on this particular gas. But I'm just going to assume it does. Oh, it just, yeah, serine gas, all gases. You all gas, anything, yeah. You just, just, put a, <laughs> just put a needle in your heart. Put this in your heart, yeah. That's all good. That's fine. Oh, no, I had a huge problem with the his partner. Like, in the beginning of the movie, we have his, you know, other bomb detective guy. Mm -hmm. And then they're, like, diffusing a bomb, and then the, everything goes wrong. And he's like, what? I'm supposed to put this in my heart? Fuck you. And he's just like shouting and doing nothing and not being helpful at all. Screaming about his glove. <laughs> his glove, yeah, that is melting. And then his it's... needle's too big. And why isn't the sprinklers working? He's just like ruining everything. I mean, I understand. Like, you need that scene to show, A, how badass Nick Cage is when he's in his element. Yeah. And to also set up the the syringe thing so you have to explain it to the audience so you need an idiot guy to ask you know well, what am i meant to do with this 
Yeah, but, well, but at the on, same but, time, but... dude, they wouldn't let you in that room unless you knew what everything was and how to use stuff when shit was bad. <laughs> like, it's not a good time in the middle of an emergency to explain to someone how to use the first aid kit. Like, it's, whose, it's... whose job it is to use the first aid kit. It's like... Mm. It, it, was, it was like like a keep talking and no one explodes moment where <laughs> everyone's like the a team and they just got this random you know guy who just joined it's like what am i supposed to do mm. with this what wire am i supposed to cut oh a doll hello 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 it's fucking round releasing toxic gas that's a really good idea for an expansion to keep talking where you have a second guy who can see the bomb uh-huh. who gets randomly assigned at the start of the game a goal as to whether or not he wants the bomb to explode <laughs> and so you don't know what with the stuff he's saying mm-hmm. if he's trying to help or not okay so he's like screaming in the background it's like you gotta cut the red wire and it's like um oh shit so- social deduction <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> keep talking yes please oh that's so difficult to design though like how do you do that in a way so that that guy doesn't always win like if he wants to lose so to speak how do you make Mm. sure that he doesn't always win because it seems really easy yeah because because if he has information that you have to rely on right Mm -hmm. then you have to make a decision whether he's lying or not and and you have a 50 50 either way to lose the game every time yeah, I mean, it needs workshopping. Yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah. But it's, it's, it's just it's an idea good, like, that I came up. With. Yeah, but it's, it's a good idea. Like, like, um, like the base idea, I really like it. But, but, yeah, it needs some more workshopping, like I said. But I, I really like it. It reminds me of Battlestar Galactica. So what, what I want to say, the the board game Battlestar Galactica, which is wonderful. Back to the movie. Um, sorry, I completely derailed you while you were getting through the plot. Uh, we got most of the way through, but we didn't. Yeah, the end. I, d- I, th- I think it was just a premise. That's yeah. the premise. I didn't want to go through all the way through of what happened. Oh, because it's so exciting? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like even with the premise, there's so much I left out. Like, the beginning of the movie, how everything is so, like, patriotic, America flag. Uh, how Ed Harris is saluting, you know, the graveyard. But did, like, did you, did you mention the motivation for getting the rockets to the rock? Yeah, I said yeah. He, it, it was money for him and the families of the people who died. Doing I, covert black ops missions. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the money isn't really the important thing as such. It's more the the principle of the American government not paying black ops operatives that die in service. Okay. Uh, and, and that's what he's protesting against, basically. Um, and this is a way of, like of him trying to call attention to it and the money in 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 my view it seems like the money is mostly to get these other mercenaries that they basically hired yeah. also used to be part of the military to come along yeah, and yeah. help him he doesn't seem to care at all about the money it was never about the money and at one point basically he needs to give up the money um yeah because of reasons we'll get into soon uh, and he does what? and and he doesn't care was ed harris the good guy the entire time like was he ever a bad guy I mean, yes, he was a bad well, guy. Was he? he I mean, he was, he what was he was doing guy. was pretty horrible, even if he, though he never intended yeah. to follow through on it. It's still a terror threat. Right, like, like at, at right. a minimum, he kidnapped people. Yeah. yeah. But he he went to the school kids and he was like, Look, hey kids, you know, go, go, go tell your teacher. It's time he to go. He had a conscience. Right. But he's still a bad guy. Like, uh, he... Mm. And, 
he, he felt he was justified in his actions and at least in his mind he did it for a good reason mm -hmm. but what he did was still bad mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah but, aren't the bad guys in the movie uh the, the, the hillbilly terrorists that's bad guys a but also isn't like you know the guy who kidnaps um or who imprisons falsely imprisons uh sean connery like the u.s government was certain people that aren't they also the bad guys just like all michael bay movies you have to realize that there's there's layers of nuance in the story okay yeah yeah and it, it's very deep <laughs> yeah. um there's no real bad guys mm -hmm. um it's more about fetishizing military equipment <laughs> right yeah. so yeah. definitely if you if you look at it through that lens you know you can mm. really see the morality of of the film is that jet fighters are real hot like right. really sexy yeah yeah just fly by and... yeah, but Very you know I, I have to agree with michael bay michael bay there like they are i really did enjoy <laughs> those final shots of the uh, jet fighters you know yeah. right yeah the, the sort of climax moment. they weren't yeah. really that important but i liked seeing them I'm not no he loves mind. to put them in there there's yeah. the famous scene of the like uh the disabled veterans of a shot it's like half a second of them like wheelchairing past during one of the earlier action scenes in the film and it's oh. just that michael bay really loves the military and there's like so many scenes where you can tell he's actually got military officers because they cannot act for shit like all of the pilots and stuff mm. were, were obviously like actual fighter pilots and he he's like come be in my movie because you guys are awesome and you know, I, you know I, just, I just want to say, I, I'm not going to say that's the acting of the pilots, but since you brought it up, I there's this one quote that I started laugh, laughing at, which... Um, okay, so they're coming in to bomb Alcatraz, basically. That's that's what's mm -hmm. happening, right, towards the end of the movie. And um, they've been flying towards Alcatraz for like an hour, I think, or something <laughs> like that. Okay? Yep. And he goes, increase speed to 500 knots. Okay, and I'm like... But you're racing to Alcatraz to level it to the ground, right? Like, there's there's the right. danger of, like, this nerve agent being dispersed over the entire fucking city. Yeah. Why didn't you increase the speed before? Like, were, were there, like, like regulations that, like, oh, no, no, you can't go too fast, you know? Like, <laughs> like this lane is only 60 miles per hour, you know? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, it was so, like, what? No, because they have to go slower than they can so that at the very end they can speed up to show how it is. Yeah, like, oh shit, <laughs> now we really have to go. Yeah, but, but they, didn't even, they didn't even show any, like, it, it was just like, you see this shot of the, the jet fighters from the front, from far away. Mm -hmm. and, and then, like, there's this voiceover of, like, increase the speed, right? And I think there's, like, the, uh, a half-second shot, like, inside the cockpit, right? And that's it. Like, there's no, like, you know, like, you see the exhaust expanding. Sudden boost or... of speed or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing like that. So, like, it doesn't make any sense. It's not used for coolness. I mean, other than the <laughs> comment itself. I mean, it does not use for coolness. It's... <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. I mean, to be fair, like, this movie is full of these um, kind of, honestly, 80s action movie um, um, quotes. 
you know, like eat this sort of thing, right? Yeah. Your yeah. your rocket man. I don't eat this specifically. Oh yeah. But oh you, yeah. Like you know, rocket man. You're a rocket man. Like oh my god. And then like he fires a rock, like one of these rockets that doesn't have the nerve agent in it anymore. Speaking of putting it in a grate, um, mm. and he goes like flying out the window, and it's just. It's absolutely ridiculous, but wonderful at the same time. But and he, yeah, and he says, "Eat this before he stuffs the yeah he did yeah. Right? Yeah. thing in the guy's mouth." Yeah, and... yeah, because we should say that too. Like these these VX, um, like the VX gas, when it's transported and when it's put into the um, the rockets, they come in in like tiny marbles, basically. Yeah, little glass marbles. Yeah. Um, so did you? Oh, mm -hmm. sorry, I'll let you go. No, yeah, and I want to say, so So when he puts it in his mouth, like, he puts this this bowl into his mouth, and he's like, eat this. And there's also, like, these scenes, probably why they chose them to be marbles, where, like, they, they're rolling around, and it's really intense, because if they, like, yeah. break, then obviously the gas gets released, and it's, like, I don't know how big the area is, but, like, a very big area where, like... They said something like uh, one of them will kill everything in 100 feet or something, or 100 yards. Yeah. And so, um, and it's even worse when it gets dispersed in the air. But but anyway, uh, so it's really dangerous, and it's like, oh no. So do you do you, did you read the really fun trivia about this? No. Uh, so That's this movie, this movie has been um, accused slash credited with being the reason that uh, the UK joined America in the war in Iraq what how because one of the records one of the um reports that was written about the weapons of mass destruction that was presented to the uk parliament apparently went into detail about how the weapons were these glass balls that <laughs> contained a nerve agent okay and someone's like no literally no one does that why would you do that that's such a stupid idea like the only reason only time i've ever seen that is in the movie the rock so there's not hard evidence, but oh. it's like it seems like someone wrote a report from having watched the movie. Okay, so, so I don't know if it's the reason they got involved, but I guess there's well, the, the, okay, the, it was justification then. <laughs> they used <laughs> it as justification. Yeah. As, okay. Sure, I can see that. <laughs> that, that that's that sounds great. Um, that, that this movie is like in the history books that you know that somebody used in as a justification but uh but you also see in the beginning like they set it up when they were like doing the heist where they were stealing the the the, the gas mm -hmm. that one person uh gets trapped in there and then yep. you're like oh shit this is he's this the is only fucking... one that dies because yeah. ed harris doesn't want to kill anyone yeah and then and then that's how you know okay the stakes are high because you know you know what it can do to you exactly so, busts, yeah. Yeah. so so that's how michael bay shows us such a wonderful filmmaker as you can see i mean, I mean just, well, just to be clear like like he was exposed to the gas and they locked him inside where they kept the gas in this like chamber with a with a tiny um uh, port tiny window yeah yep. um mm. and then you you see him like melt basically like it's right it's very awful mm-hmm yeah, so so it's yeah exactly. So you have a, a sense of you know the destruction that the gas can do uh, to the people. So I mean, I, I give Michael Bay a lot of shit, and I actually think he's pretty terrible overall. Yeah. Um, and I think Transformers Two is literally the worst movie ever made. Maybe <laughs> the later Transformers are worst, but worse. But I've never seen them after seeing Transformers Two. Um, however, 
this film he felt a bit more restrained i mean it's obviously a michael bay film there's lots of mm-hmm. military fetishism there's lots of explosions yeah but i feel like he was still figuring like, things out this felt more like a movie than a michael bay movie yeah this felt like a regular action movie yeah and uh Emmerich produced it didn't he did he now? I do not know if... Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I remember seeing some names. I'm like, oh, of course this person produced it. Yeah, and I can... think that was like a... Like an influence there. Mm, okay. I think like the worst, the worst of their excesses are shaved off when they were working together on this film, so... Oh, okay. Because Roland Emmerich just... I hate him for so many reasons. Like his he always puts these annoying family dramas in this in his film and they were kind of in here but they were kind of pushed ah. uh, way but i'm down. checking he's not I, I don't think he's a producer here he wasn't is he is he an executive producer because i don't see him what was the name here roland Emmer- roland Emmerich. so i could no. be wrong maybe it just yeah. felt like a roland Emmerich it, it, film. it felt like yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i don't see him there but yeah like um you got Sean Connery there as ex- executive producer, and there's Don Simpson, and there's some other people there who, who usually do like these, you know, action type movies. Because uh, Don Simpson, he did the uh, Top Gun movies and Days of Thunder. Wasn't it? Wasn't right. it? Uh, I remember. Was he the guy that uh, in the end of the movie it said, you know, in loving memory of Don Simpson? Yeah. Oh, did it? Yep. I yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, that's the producer of this movie, and because he he did like um, he produced Top Gun. Beverly Hills Cop, Flashdance. I don't know how that comes in there exactly. Mm. <laughs> Days of Thunder, Bad Boys, you know, um, Dangerous Minds, The Rock. So a lot of those, you know, actiony, like some Michael Bay movies there as well, and Beverly Hills Cop. So comedy uh, action movies. But Flashdance. I don't know what's that doing there. I mean, he also he also did. Um... A lot of drugs, apparently. Oh, did he now? Okay. Mm, that's why he died. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah, he died just when the film was getting wrapped up, I think. Or during production some, mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, d- during filming, apparently. Like, uh, it says in the trivia that um, the crew tried to uh, not break the news to, uh, to Michael Bay before they were done filming for the day. Right, but then, okay. but then accidentally Nicolas Cage let him in on the secret. It doesn't say anything more than that, so it's great trivia. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> wait, how do you have like that as a secret? Like, oh, the producer died. Okay, let's not tell. Let's the not tell the director. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm assuming like to to work through the day so they get work done because otherwise he might not do his best work. Mm, One yeah, could okay. imagine if they were pretty close. I don't know if they were, but you know. But yeah, um, another trivia I looked up was like uh, Nick Cage couldn't swear and he had to say gee whiz and other things like that. <laughs> because. Mm-hmm. No, wait, didn't they try and go for a PG 13 for this film or something? It must be. Something like that. But it's, a, it's R rated. Is it R rated? Yeah, it's R rated. And I okay. remember there's a lot of violence in it, so. Okay. Oh, so, this is good trivia. Sorry to interrupt, but I really like this. Mm-hmm. Michael Bay turned down this movie six months prior to saying yes. Quote, the story just wasn't serious enough for me. 
<laughs> what? How much more serious can you get? <laughs> oh. Oh, I, I, I guess. Just, I just. I don't know. Like, yeah, you know, because the Transformers movies—they're so fucking serious. Like, oh, oh, I just, oh, mm. oh that's good. also how 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 likelihood event uh, would it happen in the U.S. that some military people could just you know take some like missiles and gas and like you know. Hey, you saw people. how efficient that team was, man. Yeah, they, they, they were super duper efficient. But do you even need a team to be that efficient? Like, could there be like you know stockpiles of weapons that people could just go and like use a key card, take them, and blow shit up? There are probably easier ways to to get a hold of even chemical mm-hmm. weapons, uh, unless they're chemical weapons that are uh, maintained so that they can be used quickly, mm-hmm. right? Because then they're gonna be nearby with staff and everything and under protection, but. I'm sure, like everywhere, someone forgets a little bit of, you know, dynamite and and rockets right. and uh, maybe some chemicals and stuff like that. And, you know, they're there in some document somewhere. They know that it's there, but no one's really looking after it. I'm sure. Right. But so I think uh, I think the easiest way to do it, if you can, is to have someone on the inside. Exactly. Is that a fear that we have to have now? Like somebody, like right-wing military people might be like, oh, okay. I don't like it that um, this person won the elections. I will now go have some, you know, things to blow I, up. I, I don't think that risk is very big in like a country like the U.S. or or other like Western countries. However, in countries with with terrorists, like mm-hmm. like Pakistan and and also India, that also has nuclear weapons. Now right. that's a real concern, right? Yeah. Even even just coming um, coming over some like radioactive material can in and of itself be very dangerous. Not as dangerous as an actual bomb, obviously, but, like, yeah, that, that's mm. a concern. And and then also just general, like, nuclear pro- proliferation concerns where they take a functioning nuke and then they sell it to someone else and they finance, finance their terrorism. Right. That's also a concern. So so, so this ties into uh, to Lord of War, I guess, where we have, like, military things just, you know, going unaccounted for. Yeah, and, and you would hope that does not happen to nuclear weapons, but in countries that are less well off and with less strict regulations that is kind of a bigger concern right okay great <laughs> and like and like um if you have a country like iraq that i guess did not have chemical weapons but let's say they did right mm. and then and then you invade the country and everything goes to shit what's to say that some people just don't make off with some chemicals right exactly you could just you know yeah. run off with the things there there's no one stopping them there's no government literally yeah yeah, and I mean, so so now they didn't yeah. have chemical weapons, but like th- those sorts of things are concerns. Anyway, that's real life. That's not this movie. Uh, this movie is much Bruckheimer. sillier than real life. I got Emmerich mixed up with Bruckheimer. Okay. Is yeah, that the, one so, of the producers? Yeah. All right. <laughs> they're all, Cause I, they're all the same. Because uh, one of the issues I had with the movie was it was so weird. Like everyone would shoot and then have to do one-liners. And then, like, when they were capturing um, Nick Cage, the guy was like, I'm going to enjoy gutting you, boy. And they had to say, like, weird things before they, like, catch him. Which gave him plenty of opportunity to run away and then, you know, <laughs> turn around and run away. And, like, everyone had to do one-liners. And, uh, I guess it's action movie rules. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I can't just kill him. I have to do some one-liners. Otherwise, it's not fair. I mean, to be honest, it wouldn't be much of a movie if they just shot him. 
Right. It'd be an interesting turn, though. <laughs> like... <laughs> I also liked how weird uh, the scene was where they were in the in the rock, and the the, sw- the military team gets inside, and they get like stopped by the uh, right wing terrorists, and then Ed Harris is like stand down, stand down, and then they're all like yes, I am for America, no, I'm doing this for America, and and you know they refuse to shoot each other, but you know they're all like the best patriots, and then that goes on for so long. Yeah, and then it's always one guy freaks out. Yeah, like a brick falls down, and then everyone like thinks somebody starts shooting, and they all start shooting each other. And it's a massacre. But the thing I love the most about that scene, I think, mm-hmm. is the one guy that's still down there. Because yes! at this point, Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage are still in the sewers, basically, underneath this shower area. Yeah. Um, and they have one guy with them from the SEAL team that they came in with. And that yeah. guy's like... He starts going up, and they're like, don't go! Or, well, Nicolas Cage, you know, with, like, almost tears in his eyes, like, oh, don't go! You know, because he's obviously going to die. And he's like, I have to go. Oh, and whatever, he says something more. <laughs> and then he goes up and immediately gets killed, obviously. Like, he, he comes down, like, <laughs> hanging, dead, you know. And Nicolas yeah. Cage is, like, shocked. It's, like, the first time, I guess, he seems a dead person, I think. Mm. It seems like it anyway. And Sean Connery is kind of, like, he's very unimpressed. Let's, let's put it that way. Well, you know, he's James Bond. He's seen a lot of shit. Yeah. So, so is that an actual like uh, part of the theory, or is it a fan theory that he's? It's. James Bond? It is a fan theory. I mm-hmm. don't think anyone's ex- actually said that they believe that that they intended for him to be James Bond. Hmm. But it fits so well. Okay. Yeah. When that, you're that, he was, the film. that he was actually James Bond. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because that makes sense. Because he's a British agent, and then he's you know stuck in the U.S. prisons. Yeah, for some and he was wrongfully uh, uh, imprisoned. He was wrongfully detained without charge for forty years. Yeah. He wait, and he wait, was a British intelligence officer. Th- there's some evidence here for him being a James Bond character, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, and the actor is the same actor yes but also here in the scene in the um... checkmate atheist <laughs> in, the, in the scene in the interrogation room where FBI agent Stanley Goodspeed um, which is Nicholas Cage uh, introduces himself to uh, John Mason which is Sean Connery or being, being played by uh, John replies but of course you are um, this was exactly the same line used when he met uh, Plenty O'Toole in the casino scene in the Bond movie Diamonds Are Forever, 1971. Oh. So he even speaks the same. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> so they put an Easter egg into the movie, and for that reason, he's James Bond. <laughs> like, it. Uh, no. no. It's not just because it's an Easter egg, because it's Sean Connery. Alright, so basically the US yeah. supposedly then imprisoned James Bond because he was smuggling, as we know is true by the way by the end of the movie, he was smuggling classified information over the border or trying to. Which right. means that which means by the way that he was not falsely imprisoned. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so gonna put out there put it out there. I mean or was he was he, he was he, detained without charge. So he was still illegally he imprisoned. He was illegal yes, but they were still writing what he was doing even if they couldn't <laughs> find the evidence. <laughs> 
So, right. yeah, I or, don't know. Or was he smuggling it? I don't think he was smuggling it. He put it in a church somewhere in the US. Well, at, at a minimum, he smuggled it to the church. Right. Okay, yeah. Right. I mean, you could say that someone else told him that that's there, but then it's like... Then I have the same question that I do at the end of the movie. Why would you tell anyone? Like, mm. why, why would... Why would John Mason tell Stanley Goodspeed in the movie about these these photographs? Like, what? Why? Those are such fake names. Sorry. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Ugh. And like, no, it doesn't. Because all all that's going to happen is he's going to find it, which he does. Mm-hmm. And then, because he's not like a fucking spy man, he's a he's a chemical. Uh, he's a he's he's a doctor in in chemicology. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get busted for having this shit, yeah. And then just prove that Mason was guilty all along, and that the uh, uh, United Kingdom was trying to steal their secrets. Yeah, and and the thing I, I like the most about that, because that's what I was thinking about when I saw this, is like, oh, that's so in- extremely illegal, right? Um, <laughs> is that before like. The scene before this, right, essentially, first he lets Mason go, right, because he knows that Mason's going back to prison if he doesn't. So he lets him go, he makes up a story that he's dead, and he lies to his superiors. Then superiors meets him at the rock, and he lies to them again, right, but with more specificity. And then, and then there's the, I guess it's microfilm, I don't know, that is also presumably highly illegal because it's espionage. Like... They are probably going to find out that he lied about Mason at a minimum, and like you just pointed out, uh, Aaron, he's a he's a chemical guy, and I, you know, the end quote of the movie is like, ha ha ha, wife or girlfriend or whatever. Would you like to know who killed JF? Like who really killed JFK? Right, like as yeah. if it's a conspiracy, and it's like that's probably not information that you actually want. <laughs> no. Uh, uh. Also, I mentioned the aliens or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like aliens the, at Roswell. Yeah. <laughs> the aliens are Roswell yeah. on that microfilm. <laughs> like, I mean, oh. that's shit that'll get you killed. Yeah. Yeah, and and so so he did something <clears throat> illegal, and then did something that that's probably gonna get found out, and then he gets did something else illegal that is probably gonna get him killed. Exactly. And I just, you know, it's like the movie ends on a happy note, but it's like. But actually, you are so like, screwed. like, like two years after, after the movie ended, John, no, sorry, Stanley Goodspeed, um, defenestrated himself, right? <laughs> Out of a well, twelve-story you... window, you know, it's like Michael Bay's idea for a sequel was apparently that yeah, he's on the run from the feds because they know he's got the film and he has to team up with Mason again to get away. Right. Okay. I also feel like this uh, movie validated or or confirms. Um, Independence Day. I think that's why I was also thinking of Roland Emmerich. Mm. I, I thought there was a connection between this movie and Independence Day. Oh, right. Because yeah, of the so, aliens? Exactly, because, you know, the aliens in Roswell are the same aliens, you know, the Independence Day movie has. Didn't you know, the aliens in Roswell thing is like a general conspiracy theory, right? It's not specific to Independence Day. No, no, no. It's, it's 100%, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Independence Day. <laughs> So any anything that references aliens at Roswell, yeah, yeah, is yeah. part it's, of it's, the it's... Independence Day universe. Exactly. Okay. Even even yeah. when that happened like 20, 30 years before the movie came out. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that, that's the, you know, yeah. It, it's all lore set up for the movie Independence Day. It's yeah, a very good yeah, uh, gr a gorilla, running, gorilla marketing a team. A long-running grassroots ad campaign, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they, they did a good one with the, with the whole, you know, balloons things uh, back in the 50s. Um, okay, so anything else before we move on to our boy, specifically? Uh, all right. Oh, uh, I was so, going to yeah. say... Mm -hmm. No, bro, can you go? Okay, I was just gonna say Sean Connery like stole it from our boy. Unfortunately, this movie. You think so? I think so. I think he was like fantastic. He was he had the best one-liners, and he he was really like killing it, um, like with the agents and then like you know being angry at the the guy who betrayed him, and helping everybody and you know being the competent agent. He was he okay. He was being Sean Connery. Like, I'm sure if yeah. you met Sean Connery in real life, yeah. right, and you talked to him for a while, that's what he did in this movie. He talked his lines. And right. that's fine. I, I'm not going to be, like, shitting on him especially, but it wasn't a lot of acting. And I wasn't, like, Im impressed other than the fact that he's Sean Connery. Let's put it that way. Okay. okay. However, Ed Harris. Yeah, oh, maybe. Yes. Maybe. Also, Ed Harris, fantastic. Yeah, Ed Harris was good. Miss, Mr. Westwood did a good. <laughs> I like to think in my head canon. I like to think this actually was uh, like a uh, um, a scenario in one of these parks. Oh yeah. So Ed Harris was like, "I'm gonna do the Alcatraz scenario." Uh, right, so, uh, into... Alcatraz verse. So anyway, point is that Ed Harris did the best acting, but we also had some some fairly good acting, I think, from from especially members of his team, and. Um, who who's that guy? That was his friend. Um, I, he's he's a that guy. Yeah, he's he, a guy. He's when a you see guy. him, you go, he's a that "Hey, guy, it's that guy." It's I, that I, guy. Yeah, it's it's that guy. But also, there is Doctor Cox from Scrubs. Yeah, Doctor yep. Cox is in yeah. there too. Yeah, Dr. and there Cox are other people there. I also recognized who are also these guys that I I know from the movies. Yeah, uh, David Morse is his name. Rucker. Yeah, was he Gabriel or something or I don't know, like Tom yeah. Baxter was the character's name right uh he was in contact yeah i remember da he david a, moore he was the dad yeah in contact yeah green mile heart Locker, 12 monkeys yeah okay so he that guy was in it and um terminator dude was in it michael bean and uh aliens guy as well no oh, yeah. he's not aliens guy sorry michael bean yeah he was no he was an aliens shit my hmm? brain is all muddled up yeah Michael Beam yeah. was in it, and Candyman. Well, who's Candyman? Tony Todd. He was the like uh, one of the bad mercenary dudes who wanted just wanted money. He was Rocket Man. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 yeah that guy. Man, yeah. The Candyman yeah. guy. Okay, okay, okay. He okay, was yeah. Candyman. I always like seeing Candyman in films. Yeah. So uh, it had a good cast. It had a really f well. It had a fun cast of people that you can point at the screen and just say their oh, name. That's that guy. Hey, yeah. I, I guess I guess something that I really want to say before we move on to Mr. Mr. Nicholas Cage specifically is mm. that I I remember this movie being decent but like mainly kind of a bit a bit weird uh, but also mainly kind of like actiony you know but I think now that I saw it again first of all it's much better than I remembered it's still not like the best movie ever but I think I think it's a good movie one 
Two, I think the mm. reason why I remember it like I did is because I was probably pretty young when I watched it, right? Yeah. Like, I, like this movie came out when I was uh, eight, uh, and I probably saw it when I was like twelve. Um, mm. So I probably didn't appreciate, for example, the motivations of uh, Ed Harris' character. Uh, you know, any any thought of even though this is a fairly shallow movie, there's still supposed to be some story there that I just did not understand or you know mm -hmm. grasp the concepts of at the time but now that i did it's it's pretty good even if it's like not super deep and whatever you know like the whole ed harris has like his ideals and then they come into conflict with the mercenary team he hired um you know like that's all pretty good um mainly that honestly but like that's that's a much deeper thing that i didn't i, I know i didn't appreciate when i was much younger Okay. I think I agree with you. I enjoyed it much more than the first time. I don't actually rem I remember the uh, elements of the film, but I don't remember actually ever watching it before. Mm -hmm. So I literally couldn't tell you when I watched it. But I know I have because it, uh, many bits of it were familiar to me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm just assuming I was about 12 when I watched it because I'm assuming that's about when it came out on TV. Which yeah, I didn't watch this till really late. I would yeah. have been in my like late twenties when I watched this. Mm. Yeah, I also remember watching it earlier uh, as a kid, and remember liking, oh, this is a fun movie. But now when I go back to it, like, oh my god, you know, all these fun characters, and oh my god, look how weird these <laughs> scenes are. But also appreciating it in, in a different way. Uh, instead of just like, oh, fun movie, guns go bang, and. Uh, Nicolas Cage has to stop the siren gas from being deployed. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it, it is that sort of movie that's very um, fantasy action sort of thing, where like it's not like you can compare it to like the new Bond movies, for example, speaking of Bond, right, or like Jason Bourne or whatever, where it's like kind of gritty and it's supposed to be supposed to be realistic. Whereas this movie, like the I fights mean... and everything, it's. This movie turns into Indiana Jones for a bit in the middle, <laughs> yeah. when they have a uh, minecart yes. race. Yes, yes, so. yes, the minecart race. <laughs> yeah, and and so I mean, and this, I mean, like there are like the Rocket Man scene, right? Like it's it's absolutely over the top, and it's it's funny too because it's contrasted with the the shower scene that we mentioned, where where the uh, invading SEAL team gets um, uh, massacred. Mm -hmm. That's kind of gritty and kind of realistic. I mean, it's. It's it's um, played up for style as well, but but still, comparatively to a lot of other portions of the movie, it's it's more realistic, right? Um, but I, I think that's a really um, like a sig signature, like almost '80s movie uh, in that sense, like Robocop, like over the top, almost, but not quite. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a little bit too serious for it to be a parody. Or yeah. Like a, uh, yeah. Yeah, I have some problems with you comparing this film to Robocop. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it, sure. It, okay, whatever. Because it's <laughs> not Robocop. As long as you get what I'm it's, saying, yeah. Yeah, might yeah, not yeah, have yeah. been the best reference. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of the Arnie films. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Arnold, yeah. yeah. Those 80s are Arnold movies. Yeah. So it has that vibe. But it's, yeah, it's like, a, it's like it's a movie, but instead of Arnold, we have Nick Cage. By the, way, what? by the way, some <laughs> trivia there. I just want to say... That Arnold was offered the role of not Nicolas Cage, but of Sean Connery's character. 
Okay. I knew down. it. I knew it. And he I was regrets like, okay. it. I will. Uh, you're on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'll give you fifty whole Swedish crowns <gasps> if you can find me an action film made before the year two thousand, made after the year nineteen ninety, and before the year two thousand five, where the IMDb trivia does not say that Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, considered for the role. That sounds like a lot of work for <laughs> for the money, I have to say. I'm, like, wait, I'm assuming he is there's always, hundreds of movies. So. Always wait. in the trivia, wait, wait, wait. Arnold Schwarzenegger a, was a, considered. Any movie all. or an action movie? I said an I, action I, movie. I was very <laughs> ca- I was very carefully caging my <laughs> restrictions. Yeah, because I'll, I'll find you a teen uh, romance movie or... Action, and all these action romance drama. All these non-Swedish people are going to think that I offered him uh, a, a lot of money. Yeah. When really <laughs> that I, didn't. I That I still <laughs> said that it wasn't enough, and I turned it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, I as we were talking about, I was like, I was like, I was going to say like, I'm sure he was offered a role for this because I could see him perfectly fit. And then you, and then you just mentioned the trivia, like, yeah, he was. Uh, he, he was offered this For role. Sean Connery's character. I mean, now I think he would fit that, but not back then. Wait, no wait. Way. What, would he be for, like, Austrian intelligence? Like, which intelligence? <laughs> would, he, would he be for the British intelligence? Yeah, I used to work for the <laughs> British intelligence. <laughs> this, like, super jacked 30-year-old is, like... I've been, I've been in a cell for 40 years. <laughs> I've been keeping very oh tough on doing all the exercises. Yeah, like 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 you the, have like, to stay in shape when you are in prison. Oh, and then like there's this montage from um, from from Rocky, yeah, with Rocky <laughs> Three with uh, Dolph Lundgren when he uh, he does the like machine training because he's Russian and he's training with machines and then like it's contrasted with Rocky like out and running and stuff. But yeah, like you only punching bulls in the face and yeah, yeah, and, tractors but, around. But you only have the option of training with machines when you're in prison. Because you can't go out and do all the stuff in nature, uh, right. so like, so like, you just have a montage where like, you know, like, oh, you're so buff, and then like, yeah, and then like, like, you see, like, it goes into, like, it zooms into his forehead, and then like into his brain, and then you get the montage of him training in prison, and he's like, he's sad the whole time, but he's getting buffer and buffer, and he comes out as Arnold, you know, it's just it's yeah. Like exactly, he and, and then like so then well. he just like looks at Nicolas Cage and he's like, "I had a lot of time, you know." <laughs> I I just had the mental image of him doing one-handed pull-ups, like really close in on his face, him mm. doing one-handed pull-ups, and then the camera <laughs> zooms out and turns ninety degrees, and he's actually holding on to the side of his cell on the bars, the vertical bars, oh. doing pull-ups <laughs> with one hand at ninety degrees. <laughs> <laughs> the reveal is <laughs> just planking with He's one hand planking. pull up. Oh. With oh one hand. <laughs> with both feet off the ground. Oh. That's like that's like some hot shots level shit, dude. <laughs> so you have Arnold but with a little bit of age makeup. <laughs> this is, you know, just to make it believable that he's been there for forty years. Oh my god. The oh, thing god. is nowadays I think he'd be perfect. Because he's got that whole sort of sarcastic, tired ear going on now. Mm. Um, he he was the best thing in um, Terminator Genesis. Okay. Which isn't saying much. 
<laughs> but but Sean Connery and Ed Harris were fantastic. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. A bunch of so. the other secondary characters were also very good. Mm-hmm. Also really good. But should we move on to our main man? Yeah, let's take a short break, uh, and we'll come back and talk about Nicolas Cage. I'll take pleasure in gutting you. I. What's wrong with these people, huh, Mason? Don't you think there's a lot of uh, a lot of anger flowing around this island? Kind of a pubescent volatility. Don't you think? A lot of angst, a lot of, um, 16, I'm angry at my father syndrome. I mean, grow up! We're stuck on an island with a bunch of violence for pleasure-seeking psychopathic Marines. Shame on them! Because if the winds change, if you launch those rockets, we're all gonna die! Shut up! And you're gonna end up in either a glass jar or a plastic bag! Do you like the Elton John song, Rocket Man? I don't like soft-ass shit. Oh, you are. Well, I only bring it up because, uh, it's you. You're the rocket man. How do you like how that shit works? Ha 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 ha! Oh, he's such a funny man as our Nicolas Cage. Um, okay. Uh, what did you guys think of Nicolas Cage's performance in this film? Rucker. Um, it was kind of weird. Like he was supposed to be like this nerdy guy, but also weapon specialist, uh, uh, bomb specialist. But then he he was able to like do these action sequences with the cars, chasing down Sean Connery. Uh, but his performance, he does the weird like oh everything you know I'm Nick Cage and wow. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Are you already times. getting tired? He, 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 I'm know, tired he of myself. The Nicolas Cage thing. <laughs> we, we've seen like nine movies so far <laughs> with Nick Cage, or eight for this podcast. So uh, it's just you know him being him. Um, I, th- I thought he was all right. Um, his his character was pretty good. Like I mean, the way he played his character. But I, I again, like I say, this show was stolen by Ed Harris and Sean Connery. Mm. Um, that that's my initial impressions when I was watching the movie. I was like, "This is a Nick Cage, you know, cast. It's a cage off," and I'm and I'm really enjoying the other characters more with, with this film. It's got a bit of that Conair syndrome. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. That 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 was the issue I had. And uh, also, I didn't know what his character was supposed to be. Was he supposed to be the nerdy guy, or was he supposed to be like Rambo, going around and doing everything on his own? It's uh, it's layered, my friend. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those Michael Bay layered uh, exactly. characters. Yeah. No, right. I, I have to agree that he doesn't have like a very clear identity. Like he's mm. he's he's also pretty romantic, but then at the same time he's also not very romantic. That's also in the movie. It's mm. I mean not a lot of scenes, agree. but yep. it's weird. Yeah. I, I will say that I did I did point out at one point when we were watching the film that he does he does kind of switch to becoming more badass when he's presented with the gas and he has to deal with it. Yeah. So like when he's gives the thing to Sean Connery and he's like, as soon don't as touch you, it. As don't soon as it. you stop respecting this, it will kill you. Yeah. And he's like, he's kind of all business at that point. I I kind of get what they were trying to do. They were trying to show that he. When he's in his element, he's super badass. But when he's, he's not, he's, he's, he's not. He's a man of action. Yeah, but that the is problem true throughout the movie. 
the problem was they flicked his switch to badass and then it kind of stayed on for even through like the fight scenes and shit mm-hmm. like he didn't go back to being kind of like a scared yeah because because he didn't he didn't want to go he had no plans on going because i why would he go on like a seal team mission mm. right mm-hmm. he's not trained in in not those sorts of weapons he's trained training chemical weapons also, like how are, how is a SEAL team don't have a bomb defusal expert? Oh, they do. In, in like, real life, they do. Yeah, I mean, how does this, you know, fiction uh, SEAL team don't have a guy who knows how to, like, lefty-loosey something and then, like, take a chip out? <laughs> <laughs> how, how do they not have that? There's not even, like, red wire, blue wire, like, cutting. Mm. It's, it's, it's so simple. Just, like, fucking untwist... Like anybody who who dealt with jars of pickles can do it. Can do this. It's a very simple task. He, he was the only one who had big enough hands. They like compare, all compared hands, and Nicholas Cage's were the only ones that could grip the whole top and, and lift. Yeah. Also, why do you have to lift? Can't you just like pull the other way thing down? I don't know. The whole thing like doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you have to, you have to move the part of it that you don't want to explode instead of taking the shell away. Yeah, keeping everything else still. Yeah, you have to rattle the stuff that could cause you to die. Yeah, instantly. they uh, they change that in the uh, in the next design update. <laughs> right. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm gonna de- derail for like one second. Another thing I was wondering about is like, why didn't they have like they had a bunch of military guys there on the rock? Why was only one person like or two people guarding a missile, and everyone else was just like you know sitting around and doing nothing? They only had. Th- didn't they have five missiles initially? Yeah, something. So I think there would have easily been enough for them to have split up into groups and yeah, just like you had know, people babysitting them all the time. Yeah, yeah, and they, they all had to be like running around in the tunnels somewhere. But then Cage finds like the missile by itself in the morgue, and no one's at the morgue, or there was like one guy at the morgue. And then yeah, there was but, the okay, Rocket Man okay, missile. So, there was so, no one there. Okay, so so here here's the premise, right? Like they know when people are coming in, um, right? Like they have systems set up. They also have like, including in the showers, um, shown very egregiously on the screen mm-hmm. uh, when they set up a mo- motion sensor. Yeah, so they know right. when custom, people are coming custom in. Custom made motion sensor that no one can expect. Yeah. Y- yes. For some for some. Even reason. though they specifically look for a motion sensor. Yeah. Yeah, but it was um, like a two two like points of failure or something where yeah the, like the if you, if you break the beam it will still trigger basically like whatever yeah so so they got got because it was custom yeah, they, they got got anyway even though they thought they didn't the, the yeah. bad guys i guess Who bad guys? guys got the alarm anyway um yeah. yeah so so they know when people are coming in right yeah. so they're not worried in the first place then they know that the people came in but they killed everyone presumably yeah right and only later do they realize that they didn't like kill everyone but even then, the problem probably seemed minor. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, like, like, let's put it this way too. Like, they managed to launch a missile without any problems. The only problem is that Ed Harris didn't actually want to kill like a hundred thousand people or whatever that was going to die, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if he did, then they 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 would have done it. And Cage and um, Sean Connery did not manage to stop them. Yeah. I feel like they could have also put like Patriot missiles or something on the coast and just shoot them, shoot down the missiles as they come off. Um, yeah, 
I mean, there's probably yeah. a lot of things they could have done. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like I think that you that might be the best, probably, honestly. Well, it mm. depends. Like, okay, so let's say that Alcatraz is pretty close to the city. So maybe... Maybe if you shoot a missile, even even immediately as it leaves Alcatraz, that's still too close uh -huh. to the city. Okay, okay I, yeah, I think yeah. that's it's implied, not but not said specifically. Okay, yeah. Because uh, what they do say specifically is that they have, like, this... Oh, I don't remember thermite or whatever something very hot that's anyway. enough to melt it yeah that is enough to neutralize it with heat in the yeah. air and if you yeah. don't have that basically it's not gonna help like you blow yeah, up, you okay. blow them up but like you still get the it's still it kill it kills people yeah okay all yeah. right then. so so that's kind of in the movie because otherwise i think you would just roll up um some sort of destroyer or something that has one of those like anti-missile systems that's right, like a right, time right. chain gun that is fully automatic and yeah. they had them back in the 90s. Just lock on and shoot it, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, like, yeah, if there's a missile, you shoot it, and it would kill it, like, a few seconds after launching, basically. Right. Um, but then it would probably disperse, so I don't know. Okay. They, never, they never discussed the options, so I'm assuming that's the case. Yeah. They had to get the team, you know, with the guys and Nick Cage. That, that was funny. Yeah, that was the whole point. I had to get them on the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would be pretty interesting having a movie called The Rock, where like none of the story actually happens <laughs> on The Rock. Yeah, but yeah, sorry for derailing, but back, back, back to back yeah. to Nick Cage. Back to Nick um, Cage. I agree. I think he was pretty um, kind of uh, boring action movie, Nick Cage. Mm -hmm. Though he did mm -hmm. break out a couple of times. He felt like generic action movie guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the entire Rocketman scene was pretty Nick Cage. Like, he wasn't over the top, but it was very, like, Nick Cage in my mind. Right. Like, you, you, okay. you're, you're, you're about Rocketman. You, you know, like... like I <laughs> yeah, he's doing that Cage, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're the Rocketman. It's you. It's you. You're the Rocketman. Yeah, and then, like, he presses the button, you know, like, slams it. Yeah. And there's this, like, really ugly effect when he gets pushed out with the rocket. I love it. Ugh. Mm, yeah, but but what were we? Was that everyone's feelings? It was just like generic uh, action guy. Well, I mean, for it's, a big it's, chunk of it, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not his best movie. It's not a movie where like you get a lot of like caginess, basically. Um, and I, I feel also, like, honestly, yeah. he didn't. It wasn't his best acting either. Even out of like the few movies we've seen we've seen much better out of him like like lord of war that's our current top spot also has a lot of better mm. acting even i i think the, the one movie that comes to mind that's worse for sure with the acting part is con air <laughs> yeah right yeah it's, it's better than con air yeah like in in the acting com like um it, what do you say from an acting standpoint is what i'm trying to say yeah okay yeah Alright, so a new segment that we are absolutely not introducing is one <laughs> where we discuss the uh, the size of Nicolas Cage's bulge in every movie, and also like it depends of, co of course on which pants mm. he's wearing, although ah. I do believe it's very, very often jeans. That's um, right. that, that seems to be what he wears like for the nether regions, you know? So I mean, I don't know Cage what he wears bulge. underneath. We're, I'm pretty sure in Drive Angry he wore like leather... Right. Leather pants. That's true, but unfortunately, we uh, unfortunately we uh, missed the opportunity of discussing. We didn't have that then. segment then. No. Uh, in in this one, it seems like he's so scared that the bulge is very tiny for most of the movie. Mm. Okay. 
Um, I didn't notice, so I'm going to defer to you. Yes, go on. Uh, Rakan? No, no, uh, go on, Nick. Uh, Nick. Go on, uh, Go on, Nick. Tell uh, us more yes, about Nick. Yes, I have, I have intimate knowledge of yeah. the bulge as being Nicolas Cage. Yes. Um, no, but I, I think I'm... I'm, I'm, done, You're I'm done. done faking that segment. <laughs> I haven't uh, noticed uh, anything and I wasn't paying attention to the Cage bulge. So, uh, if anything, I would say it was unnoticeable. I don't know if the camera. Yeah, even, it was unremarkable. Uh, unremarkable. Oh wow! Because yes. I have no remarks. Oh. So thank you for that, Yuan. Thank you for that, that bit. That was a great uh, segment. We'll ensure that we add it to next episode podcast. Yes. But I did <laughs> remember one thing that I sometimes maybe wanted to mention. Hmm? Um, can you guys think of anyone who you thought would do better? than Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good segment. Yeah, This, is, like this is my, as I like to call it, Kick Nick. Ah, the Kick Nick. There we okay. go. The Kick Nick, yeah. Do you, hmm. Aaron, do you want to kick us off? Um, I honestly didn't give it any thought when I introduced that. So, um, <laughs> you know what? I feel like it's such a such a basic role that oh, I, I honestly mm. can't think of someone. John Cusack. Oh, John Cusack, yeah. Yes, yeah, you nailed Cusack it. Role. Yeah, <laughs> that would be the perfect John Cusack role. Yeah. He's got the girlfriend, and then, you know, she wants to marry him. And, and he's, he's really like, oh. geeky, but yeah, he has really to be geeky, a little bit action like, kind of like a dry government man that doesn't have too many, um, uh, like, facial expressions going on. Yeah, but he struggles thing. a little bit with the, with the reloading of weapons and mm. things. Mm. Oh, my God, yes, John Cusack would be perfect. Uh, Nicholas Cage replacement. Oh, good call on that one. Uh, my, my, dare I say, maybe even better than Nick Cage. I, oh, he I would. Think, he would have been hands down would have been better. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, intensely, you know, unpacking the the bomb, very you know, intensely, like focused. Yeah, and then and then like kind of, because that was also a problem I had with Nicholas Cage, by the way. Um, which I, I'm I'm not sure how much of it is like his fault technically. But in the fighting scenes, the hand-to-hand fighting scenes, he seemed way too good at it for someone that doesn't fight. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. he's, meant, like, mm-hmm. he's meant to be a federal agent, like right? So he would have had some training. No, but yeah, no, not he against combat. That's not how it works. Yeah. Like if you if you if you work with with chemical weapons and bomb disposal, that does not mean that you train in hand-to-hand combat. You're not supposed to go up and like face off against bad guys. You come in after the threat <laughs> is eliminated. Like in this scenario, he would come to the island after the bad guys are dead, and then yeah. he would like help and... get rid of the uh, missiles and everything. That's that, like that's how it works in real life, right? Like, well, maybe you would have like someone on the SEAL team that has some competence with that as well, but otherwise, they're not linked, you know. Yes, you are. Correct. I mean, in 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 the world of movies. I guess very often <laughs> it is. It's like, oh yeah, like this guy, like he knows like this one thing that's in the military, so therefore he knows how to fight. They all do. Like, you know, someone's in the control room and they're like looking at the radar and then like someone comes up from behind and they start fighting and it's like, yeah, he knows karate, you know? It's like, why? No. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a rant. I'm not very Nicholas Cage related <laughs> anyway. But, uh, I was gonna. S- mm-hmm. Oh no! I was just gonna reiterate that I agree. 
very strongly that I think John Cusack would have been nailed that role. Yeah, I was just going to add, I was going to say, if, if this was, like, you know, produced by Fox or some other, you know, studio where you have, like, this uh, uh, by-the-numbers kind of producer, they'd be like, oh, let's get Arnold in here, and then we'll try to, you know, give him glasses, and then he's going to try to make him nerdy, but in the end, he's good enough, you know, to, 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 to fight the terrorists. He's, he's such a bad fit for that role, though. And, uh, yeah, for, yeah. Any, for this movie at all. Yeah, exactly. He that's what I'm saying. Not have been in it if it was produced with the worst producer in the worst, the worst producer ever. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of Arnold roles were like that in the late in the mid nineties. Oh, wait, don't like, you love him in Twins with uh, yeah. <laughs> with Danny DeVito? That is true. It, it, yeah, like if they could have just had. But doesn't you know, Twins even kind of turn into an action movie at the end anyway? So uh, I I uh, I have not seen that movie since the nineties. Yeah, I haven't seen so. it in forever as well. Mm. But I couldn't tell you, unfortunately. Mm. But I, I I could see see that as as a different possibility, but um, in a alternative world, where you know, in a horrible world, horrible, in a horrible. World. <laughs> so so, so the proved, world we're living in that one. You've proved we don't live in the worst timeline. Because yeah. it could be slightly worse than what it is now. <laughs> could have been slightly worse. <laughs> uh, we're not in the absolute worst timeline. Oh my god. But yeah, okay. uh, John Cusack, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Cage of the Hill. Yeah, that's the segment. Let's, let's throw these films. This film, in the cage, with Lord of War. For the cage off. For the cage off. And it's no contest. Oh, I was going to build it up a bit more before Lord of War just fucking pummels <laughs> this film into the ground. <laughs> while, while I'm doing my big like, and in the red corner is... And he's, he's dead already. He's, he's already, already dead. <laughs> yeah, Lord of War just looked over and, <laughs> and the rock just... It's like, I'm a rock, I'm not going to move, you know? And it's like, oh, okay, I guess the rock isn't even going to enter the ring. All right, well... The real yeah, question so. is, where do we put the rock? Like, where can it fit? Yeah. What's the... Um... So, you want the current orderings? Uh, I do. So, we but have... Official... Oh, yeah, yeah, let's go. Number one, Lord of War. Number two mm-hmm. is Vampire's Kiss. Number mm-hmm. three Under is that. Color Out of Space. Under that. Number four, Leaving Las Vegas. Under that. Number five, Mum and Dad. Number Ooh. six... Con Air, and number seven, Drive Angry. I I would say either above Con Air or above Mum and Dad. I would say above Con Air. Okay. What do you reckon? Yeah, 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 he's, he's, he's less, let's call it less boring, I guess, in this movie than in Con Air. Yeah. That's a good way to express it. And is he better, is he better than Mum and Dad in this movie? I don't think so. I think in Mum and Dad, he is actually pretty good. I, f- I feel like there's a mm. there's a mm. hard line between Conair and Mum and Dad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where there's a lot of room to fit a lot of films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So so this is where this movie goes in. That's I, what I, I, I would think feel. so. I, I I think I agree with you, Aaron. Uh, okay. I because it's, yeah. it's like it's either above or below Conair. Like that's that's the question really. Oh okay. For me, it's for definitely me. above Conair. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's above as well. You gonna fight? Um, no. 
then yeah i think he was fine with the either all right so cool. there we have our current rankings so number six on the list is the rock mm-hmm. it's funny how how dwayne johnson just made his way into this podcast <laughs> Can you smell what Nick Cage is cooking? No? Okay. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yuan. Yes, sir. Uh, Would you recommend The Rock as a film for people to watch? Yes. Yes, I would. I I think it's, uh, it's a very enjoyable movie. It is not the best movie, but if you kind of like... You want something that's not too complicated, quite enjoyable, but it's also not too simple. It's somewhere in between. It has quite a bit of action, but not too much. It has Sean Connery, it has Ed Harris, and a lot of other actors that you are going to recognize. Yeah, yeah, it's enjoyable. I recommend it for sure. But not specifically because of Nick Cage. Uh, Raka, how do you yeah, feel? Yeah, uh, very much the same. I'd recommend this movie because it's a fun film overall. It's like a... It's like a nice 90s, you know, encapsulation of that moment of time mm-hmm. in action movies. So I would highly recommend you know, somebody who hasn't seen it to watch it. But it, again, it's not for the Nick Cage performance. If somebody told me or asked me, like, what Nick Cage film they would watch since, you know, we're now famous for doing this podcast. Famous. And we're now, mm. yeah, we're all, you know, experts at Nick Cage mm-hmm. at this point. So I wouldn't I wouldn't tell them to watch that movie, this movie, from that standpoint. Uh you know, I, we've literally I, watched less than 10% of Nicolas Cage's film output to date. So I wouldn't call us experts by any... Wait, 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 wait. wait, 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 wait. Isn't that what it means I, I don't to know. be an expert these days? For this it's po- just 10%, that's good enough. Like, I know 10% <laughs> of something, so I'm a fucking expert, right? Like, my opinion is law. Right? Like, my opinions are as good as your facts. You know, yeah, that's, that's the age we're living in. I recognize it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we don't, ha- if we have a, a podcast about Nick Cage, then we're obviously Nick Cage experts. I mean, I'm sure you've watched some other movies, you know, uh, that have Nick Cage in them. It, you don't watch only movies in this void, right? Like, you only <laughs> watch movies for this podcast. I only, I literally only watch movies <laughs> if I can talk about them on the internet later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But and I'm sure I've seen a, f- movies, a few more Nick Cage movies then. Days. Sorry, what was that? Since, you're, since you watch a lot of movies, you're in a lot of podcasts, I assume. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about. Publish half of them. Yeah, <laughs> just talking to the void. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, I'd recommend it, but not not as an occasion movie though. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same, which is a little bit sad because I really hate Michael Bay so hard. But um, <laughs> this film and. The Island are the two that I'm kind of like yeah watch them if you want mm. I'm not going to judge you if you want to get in contact with us at all you can tweet at us at cageoffcast which is all one word um, and let us know if you have any suggestions for stuff or if you want to tell us how wrong we are about things and you can also email us at contact at cageoff.se and you can find all of our episodes on the Spotify and the Apple Podcasts and all and well we're really those places. Um, 
and uh, you can give us a five-star rating because apparently that's real cool if you do that and um, and everybody is happy yeah and I mean like I mean really like it's for other people's benefits because our opinions are very important exactly we yes. don't benefit from you giving us a five-star the world benefits yeah from oh yes hearing this podcast um so that just uh leaves me to say goodbye you guys want to say goodbye yeah goodbye man goodbye bye guys ciao